This is Brian. Call me those who claim they know Gardner coming to you from the Devil's Hole, a.k.a. subterranean studio of the new Rabalon Towers in scenic, cold, snowy, plague-ridden Hesper, Ontario. And you are listening to Led Zeppelin in the Time of Cholera, episode number one. But, you, you know, amongst your friends, you can call it Rambalon Radio, episode 153. Rambalon Radio is the longest-running Led Zeppelin podcast on this or any other known internets. Uh, Led Zeppelin in the Time of Cholera is, ironically, the shortest-lived um, However, you can subscribe to Ramble on Radio through iTunes, Google Play. Um, <clears throat> don't forget to leave a review. It helps Apple and Google's algorithms find the podcast, which helps other people find it. Uh, it's also available on the Podbean app uh, at I am Brian Dammit. Podbean has their own mobile streaming app. You can listen to Stitcher Radio, and don't forget to check out Ramble on Radio on YouTube. Also, follow Ramble on Radio and Facebook and Ramble on Blog on Twitter. Um, so, how are you enjoying the 50th anniversary so far? Um, we've had, let's see, no new music, no documentary, no live streaming service offering official shows, no How the East Was Won, no Led Zeppelin experience, which they told Jason Bonham they needed and then never used. Um, and a side note, uh, am I the only person surprised they haven't called me and said they need Ramblar Radio for a Sirius XM channel they weren't going to launch. Um, we did, however, get pinball machines. Pinball machines. Three of them. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, truth be told, we did get some new live bootlegs. We got... Um, um, there's a series of bootlegs coming out, thanks to, uh, not to Led Zeppelin, but to a blogger or bootlegger extraordinaire, Mike Millard. Uh, or more specifically, Mike Millard's estate, or whoever he left his tapes to. Mike Millard is an L.A. bootlegger, um, famous in, famously in the 70s. He uh, he got the best equipment in, he got the best seats somehow, and uh, he did a remarkable job of not just Led Zeppelin, but almost every band that came to town, although Led Zeppelin was his uh, apparently his favorite band by a long stretch. And the intro you heard, Achilles' Last Stand, from the Forum in L.A. on June 21st, 1977, a newly released Mike Millard recording. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. There's, there's a couple. I got a Faces show I downloaded that was fabulous. Um, there's some great ones. There's a number of Led Zeppelin ones that have been coming, and they're kind of leaking one a week or something. If you want to know more... Uh, Mark, over at the Heart of Markness podcast, uh, has been doing a great show of documenting what Mike Millard is up to. Um, I know what I know because of him, really. 
Um, and he's been doing not just a show a week, but he's been doing a, show, a Led Zeppelin show a week, featuring you know a half an hour, forty-five minutes worth of worth of music um, from the various bootlegs right across, not just of uh, Mike Millard's, but other people's. But also, he's been doing bonus episodes during this uh, pandemic, uh, using his time productively. Uh, there's a concept for, say, me. Um, and he's been doing so bonus episodes featuring other bands, you know, focusing on a show, yes, at Madison Square Garden, whatever. Um, and uh, uh, I just thought of something I wanted to remember, and I forgot it earlier, and now I want to remember it again. So, But yeah, so, um, yeah, say, say yes at Madison Square Garden, 75, or something like that. And... Um, he would do the whole show. He'll play one or two songs and talk about the show and the recording itself. And so, Heart of Markness. And he's uh, apparently he's going to break it down into two separate podcasts now. See, he's doing what I was going to do. When I, I retired a couple of years ago, the plan, part of the plan was, uh, an idea was, let's call it a plan. I would start a second podcast featuring non-Led Zeppelin music. Uh, it was actually my daughter's idea. And uh, instead, I just kind of stopped doing this one. Turns out you're busier when you're retired than you think you are. Um, uh, and actually, it turns out my mind is busier. You know, it's it's a funny thing. But anyway. Anyway. Happy birthday. John Paul Jones is 75 today. Uh, January 3rd, 1946. This is January 3rd at 11, uh, 11.35 Eastern Standard Time. Daylight savings. I don't know. Um and so I guess for him, it's now, you know, John Paul Jones Boxing Day or whatever they call the day after your birthday. But um, but here in Canada, it's still the third. So happy birthday to John Paul Jones. He is 75 years old today. Uh, secondary mention goes to Richard Cole. was born literally the day before John Paul Jones, January 2nd, 1946. Also turned 75 two days ago. Um, and I heard a rumor a couple of months ago he was in the hospital. Um, now, Richard Cole, for those longtime listeners know, Richard Cole came on this show. He's probably the only kind of real Zeppelin insider I've managed to get on the show. Uh, was wonderful about it. Um, was was a good interview, actually. Um, and, uh, um, and, and again, was just I, I emailed him, and uh, I've told this story many a times. You know, you don't get to be... Um, a touring manager for a band like Led Zeppelin by um, being wishy-washy. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of messaged him, didn't hear anything back for, you know, a week or so. Figured that, well, that's just the way it goes, no big deal. You know, you try and, and you hope, but, you know, there's lots of people I've messaged, would you like to go to the show that don't come on and then never get, never get back to you. So, um But what Richard Cole did after about a week got back to me, and it was basically, what do you want to do? Uh, very short email. Uh, I'd love to talk about Peter Grant, blah, 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 blah. Uh, when? Oh, uh, uh, and I am kind of wishy-washy. I'm not, you know, the, the I've never run a band, you know, an international band before, so, I, you know, I'm a bit wishy-washy. And... Uh, I said, well, you know, I'm in Canada, so here's my hours. I'm, you know, then blah, blah, blah. And here's that, whatever works for you. And he said, when? What's the next message? When? Um, okay, how about this day at this time? Perfect, I'll be there. 
you know, and he was uh, no nonsense, uh, but a great interview and a, and a very lovely man. And if he was indeed in the hospital, Richard, if you're listening, um, I hope you're well now. Um, I hope all is well for for Richard Cole. But he is 75 years old as of two days ago. And uh, which I guess brings us to um, a week from now, now, or six days, is Jimmy Page will be 77. That's on the 9th of January. So that's coming up too. Um, and looking at the history, Led Zeppelin history, uh, you know, it, this uh, early January is kind of a funny one. Everything happened back in the very early days in early January. Um, there's no, you know, early January is often a very quiet time, but they they were launching on the scene big time in 1969. We got the first three shows, the Whiskey A Go-Go on the second, the, uh, Richard Cole's Richard Gold's birthday in 1969, so that would be, he would be his uh, 27th, I don't know, how's that for bad math, right? He was born in 46, 23rd birthday, I guess, um, for Richard Cole, they would have been their first night at the Whiskey A Go-Go, on the 9th, 69, they played the uh, first of four at the Fillmore West, Jimmy Page's, uh, um, what did I say he was? He's coming up 77, so he was born in 44. So that would have been his 25th birthday, his 26th birthday. A year later, there was the famous Royal Albert Hall, which has been somewhat documented on the DVD release from kind of the early part of this century. Wow, that was a weird thing to say. But it has been 20 years. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was around, was it around 2002? They released the... Uh, how the West was won, and um, and the DVD, and there are shows from, or, or there are songs from Royal Albert Hall in that, um, and that was so that was the 9th of January, 1970. Um, all right, so a couple of things. Um, most of you probably know Jimmy Page released his anthology. It was a probably about a year and a half or two years ago, and we got the. Four thousand dollar version, or the three and the two thousand dollar version, or whatever it was, fifty it was fifteen hundred and twenty five hundred dollars, or something like that. You know the um, the super deluxe, super duper duper deluxe edition, and um, and then of course this past fall it came out um, in the forty dollar edition, uh, which is you know now now he's in my price range. Um, so um, I picked it up, I ordered it, and uh, um, in came Jim Page Anthology, and it's a wonderful book. I uh, I don't have it beside me. <laughs> I was going to show it to the camera. Yes, I believe this show's going to make it onto YouTube, by the way. I'm trying something new again, but I think I'm going to make it to YouTube with this one. <laughs> um, but we'll see for sure. Um, but yeah, so the, the anthology, it's a great book. It's a big, rich, thick book. It is, though. Um, like, Jimmy Page, what Jimmy Page was 99% pictures and a little bit of text. There's a lot more text in this one. Um, which means, you know, personally, I haven't really got into it too much. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds lazy. Um, I read a fair bit, but I kind of read curled up in the bed at night, you know, for half an hour, 40 minutes. Um reading by the way right now really great book um that's relevant 
um, a brother Robert, and it's it's written by uh, a woman who was a young girl um, at the time of Robert Johnson, and Robert Johnson was her stepbrother. Or the relationship's a bit complex, actually, but call him stepbrother. Not quite there, but uh, he and he lived with them for several years in Memphis, um, and she's talked, you know, doing the Robert Johnson, telling the Robert Johnson story from her angle kind of thing. Really, really interesting book. Really kind of a guy who is, is almost this mythological creature. Um, very humanized in it. So um, if you get a chance on that one, Brother Robert, it's called, uh, worth picking up. But anyway, that's it. Yeah, so, you know, I, I kind of don't sit and read great big luggy books like Jimmy Page Anthology very often. Um, so I haven't, I've, I've scanned it and I was looking at it today a bit and there's a couple of things in it. I want to talk about it in a future podcast. I'm not going to do so today. Um, but I will in a uh, future podcast, I will talk, um, as in, as in like probably the next one. Um, and yes, I think that's called a commitment. Um, but yeah, well, we're going to talk a bit about um, some things in that. There's a few really interesting things came up, um, uh, including set lists from the celebration day, um, like rehearsal lists. Uh, but but we'll get into that. We'll get into that in the uh, another day. But an excellent, yeah, good read. Um, definitely would have made the Christmas list if I had I got around to doing the Christmas list podcast, which by the way I sat and wrote, so um, it just didn't get done. Um, Two years in a row, I wrote that one and then never did it. Robert Plant also gave us um, a, a second greatest hits collection or a greatest hits collection or uh, a collection. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, I'm not sure what to call it. Uh, is it a greatest hits? Um, it's called Digging Deep. And uh, let me get uh, digging deep subterranean. So he did, yeah, he did digging deep earlier, subterranean. Um, so it's got, it, and it's got, it really covers. I was a little, when it first came out, I kind of thought, uh, you know, what are we going to get here? Or is it going to be um, the newer stuff more than the older stuff? Um, that sort of thing. It really covers his entire career. Got some great songs on it. Um, 29 Palms and Big Log and um, Heaven Knows and In the Mood. Um, things like that. And it, yeah, you know, it has Rainbow and Shine It All Around and Darkness, Darkness. And um, so it, it, it's, a, it's a good mix. It's a good mix of the two. And, and you know, like I've sat on this podcast for a lot of years and moaned and complained about Robert Plant's um, more modern music. Um, but, you know, I get you get into stuff like this and, and you realize, you know, it's not bad. It's just I don't particularly like it when I get ten of them in a row. Throw in, you know, Rainbow... Which I actually liked originally, right off the bat, as I recall. But throw in Rainbow, or or throw in. Uh, I'm just trying to look at them all and figure out which ones. Which dark, yeah, darkness, darkness, a good chance. Or shine it all around. 
throw them in between, throw darkness in between um, nothing takes the place of you and heaven knows, and uh, it, they're fine. They work. They work very nice. Um, here we go. Um, it, it, it all works very nice in that way, you know, and it's a great collection. It really kind of reflects the span of his career, a lot of the different stuff he did, a lot of the bands, um, nothing too heavy in it. Um, like, you know, like no, uh, uh, tall, cool one. I don't see, I don't think I should be, you, you can tell I've listened to it a pile of times. <laughs> I have, I've have listened to it once or twice, but yeah, no tall, cool one or anything like that. So there's nothing really heavy in it. But it's um, it's a good collection, and it's a, it's well worth listening, and it doesn't cost you fifteen hundred dollars. Um, it's just uh, it's you know, it's a CD, you know, that CD price. So um, yeah. So it, it's, anyway, happy well, happy New Year. Um, it's it's twenty twenty one. We somehow survived twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one shaping up to be shit pile worse than twenty twenty, but. Eh, but you know, um, it was never going to change on the first day, right? Um, but uh, it's worth mentioning the 50th anniversary of the fourth Led Zeppelin album is coming up this year. Is uh, It's 50 years since the fourth album. So a couple of years ago, we were talking about celebrating the 50th anniversary. And here we're into almost four albums and still kind of nothing's come. Um which partly tells you, I mean, this partly tells you how fast they moved in those early days too, right? Um, and, and you know, the third album was released in November of, uh, of 1970. So that was, you know, almost literally two years from the recording of the first album to the third album. And uh, we see that, you know, we were, we were talking not that long ago about 50th anniversary celebrations. Now we're into the third album is a... 50th anniversary of that is past. 50th anniversary of the fourth album is coming up this year. So, uh, you know, it's it's really remarkable how fast they move and how, what good music they put out in such a short period of time. Um, I mean, in the same same time frame has, and it's not even the same time frame. In about five years, has Greta Van Fleet, Van Fleet put out a third album yet? Um, and I'm not picking on them per se. Uh, it's that's just the one that came off the top of my head. But it's it's really um, boy, it's a really different time. Okay, I mentioned it. I talked about it. Um, let's go with it. Led Zeppelin pinball machines, three different ones. Um, Sternpinball.com. S-T-E-R-N pinball.com have the three different pinball machines. Um, they have the Pro, and it features, um, they, they all got different features and stuff, and I'm not going to go through the feature list. I will tell you the Pro has the side, you know, the sides painted, and the, you know, it all looks like something, and and it looks like Led Zeppelin 3. The cover and, and the, the design is based on Led Zeppelin 3. That's the Pro, and that costs you, if you want one of those in your basement, $6,199. Um, so, 
and that I believe is US dollars unless the website automatically converted it to Canadian for my purposes when I checked it today um, but I didn't think so uh, and I kind of tried to double and triple check that and my impression was no so that I, I'm calling that US dollars right now then there's the premium that is based on Led Zeppelin 1 um, visually based on Led Zeppelin 1 and that is $7,799 and then there's the uh, oh uh, the Pro Premium, and I forget what the other one was called. I had it written it down, but that's Houses of the Holy Colors. has a swan song label on the side, um, and it's $9,199. Um, um, that said, there is a company on Facebook Marketplace that seems to be selling them uh, for $5,999. Um, it looks like you can get them from them. So... If you have an extra six grand and some room in your basement, um, hey, knock yourself out. Uh, I, I almost don't want to go here where I'm going to go, but it seems like awful lot of what these guys do is is catered to a, a very well a rich audience. Um, you know, not it was a very meat and potatoes fan base for these guys, and uh, they really seem to be just trying to. I don't know, push really high-end stuff. Um, you know, I got a snide little joke in here about what's next, the Led Zeppelin Rolex. Um, but I think I'm getting a little tired of, of being negative, right? For this, you know, I haven't done a podcast in nine months and I'm being all negative. So um, let's not do that. However, the joke is, draw. I dropped the joke quietly there, you'll notice, because if three months from now there's a Led Zeppelin Rolex, I can go, hey, where did you first hear that one? Um... But yeah, it just seems an off like Jimmy Page's anthology books and remember the scarves, the five hundred dollars scarves, and uh, man, just just man, it just seems that they want to uh, they want to milk you. Um, oh well, I guess I could be a fan of the Ramones. They don't do that, I, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, take your picks, right? Um, so. Let's see, what do we do? We're working back from New Year's. We covered the birthdays early in January, and then we went to Happy New Year's. So let's go back to Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Did you get anything for Christmas? Any Led Zeppelin stuff for Christmas? Um, got my hand up. I did, I did, I did, I did. Um, yeah, I did. I, I got the presents box set, the super deluxe edition. Uh, I'm going to hold it up to the camera for... Uh, you YouTube guys, you get a quick chance to see. Now, we're going to look at it a little bit later uh, on the In My Collection thing, but, um, and there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up on this and from the book. So, um, I'll pull that out now. So, you know, funny thing, I, I you know, every year I kind of put these on my Christmas list, and, uh, and I always put presents first with stars around it. And for some reason... <laughs> It's never the one my wife gets. I suspect it was more. I suspect it's one that's been, you know, some of, some of them were $120 and some were $200. And I suspect it's always been the $200 one. So I pulled down and I thought, I, I think that's all the ones I want. I don't think I want to get the rest of them. Um, I, you know, I have. Then I pull out, you know, and I'm looking at, I'm putting it away and I'm looking at it and I go, 
Oh crap, I have them all except for the first one. So I might probably have to get the first one. It seems silly not to have the... Well, I don't have How the West Was Won either, and I won't be getting that one. Um, it really is $280. and um, Yeah, I, I, if you go back to the How the West Was Won, when that came out, you'll hear my thoughts on that. But uh, I would love to have gotten an LP of that without spending the big bucks that had Wake Up Little Susie on it. Um, but Wake Up Little Susie, was that the song? No, hello Mary Lou. Hello Mary Lou. Um, but I'm not going to spend like the 250 bucks and then get a version I won't listen to because it doesn't have hello Mary Lou on the uh, on it. So, um, yeah, yeah, now the dilemma. The problem is, uh, I don't know if this has not been announced. This has not been talked about. But um, these things are getting hard to get. Uh, they don't look like they're reissuing anymore. If you go to Amazon and just straight up order them, try to straight up buy them, uh, they don't come up anymore, or they don't have, they only have, like, I checked the Led Zeppelin one, and all I got was uh, used, you know, from certain monk from other people. Um, now, if you go to Led Zeppelin's website and click on the link for it, it'll send you to Amazon, and that's how we kind of found presence. Um, that's what we had to do. We had to go through the Led Zeppelin website, and it sent you to Amazon. But um, but there, it seems to have been delisted, which is interesting because um, you, th that's something they do before they re-release something completely different. Um, so you wonder, oh, crap, is Jimmy Page up to something else? Is it going to be now a super-duper-duper duper deluxe edition with, uh, you know, Blu-ray audio or something in it. Um, tack on, tack on another eighty bucks and watch, watch suckers like me drop it. Um, but yeah, so, but I got it. I got the presents, um, and I haven't listened to it yet. Here's the thing: I was going to talk about. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, now I didn't get it at Christmas. I didn't get it till uh, New Year's Eve. But that's still, you know, four or five days ago. And I haven't listened to it yet. So yeah, ask yourself. I'm sure you're there. Go, Brian, what's up? Why haven't you listened to it yet? And the answer is really simple, because my wife's been around. Um, my wife's not a big Led Zeppelin fan, but but so what? I got a big basement. You see, if you're on YouTube, you can see behind me. I got a big basement. I got a record player down here. Who cares, right? Come on down here and put it on. But it's the one album that really needs to be played loud. Um, you know, I like lots of... Physical Graffiti is a great loud album, and, you know, obviously the second one. But you can put them on and listen to them without them being really loud. But I really find presence. Um, I kind of was... Got, I kept wandering around going, I don't want to listen to it because I don't want to listen to it at low volume. I want to hear that. Um, just so much... Jimmy Page just layered so much onto it. And without turning it up, all those layers just become muddy, I think. Um, it's kind of an okay album. until you. But then you turn it up and go, ah, oh, this is a great album. So I'm kind of waiting for the wife to go back to work to listen to it so I can crank it. <laughs> so, I can, so I can give it a little. Um, but that's that's kind of a, you know, yeah, that's a funny thing. It's, it's, a, it's a loud album. It's an album that needs to be played loud. Um, all the other ones, good loud, like them loud, um, like, you know, 
in my time of dying, loud. It's just breathtaking. Uh, or since I've been loving you, at top volume is wow. But but they're also good, <laughs> lesser volume. Where this, to me, this one starts to fall apart when the volume gets down there. Uh, which may be one of the reasons why a lot of people don't particularly like this one, think ill of this one. Um, anyway, there were two things I wanted to mention, and, and this is the thing I kind of stumbled across when the uh, in the book, the book that comes with it, there's three interesting ting, three interesting ting. First is a bunch of alternate versions of pictures that could have been on the cover, um, like literally from the first page of the book to the 11th page sort of thing. Uh, what do we got? Uh, people in a futuristic starship type of thing. Well, that could be an airport lounge. Looking at the object. Somebody in a, a little girl in a wheat field looking at the object. Um, you know, kind of a large manor house out in the, gra the grass looking at the object. Uh, son and dad looking at the object. Doctor and nurses looking at the object. Um, all these pictures that didn't... Oh, family around the around a board game at Christmas looking at the objects. Um, all pictures that could have gone on the cover, um, but obviously didn't. But I just thought that was interesting. It was alternate pictures that, that from the cover pictures. That was cool. Um, there was another one. I wonder if I can find it. This is the thing I thought of right at the beginning. I, oh yeah, I remember what it was. There was a... They were talking about the tour. The 77 tour. And they showed a, um, a a ting from New York City, and it was it was like an advertisement for the summer's concerts. And I just I thought, oh, I gotta talk about that. Um, it was mind blowing. It was uh, it was like eight bands, twenty seven concerts in two weeks in in two months, you know, and it was. Um, here we go, here we go. Madison Square Garden. It says, thank you from the hottest the hottest summer in our history. Thank you for the hottest summer in our history. So this would have been after the summer. They, uh, Madison Square Garden, Pennsylvania Plaza, blah, blah, blah. So thank you. Led Zeppelin, this is, this is the bands that played Madison Square Garden that summer. Led Zeppelin, June 7, 8, 10, 11, 13, 14. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, June 21st. Fleetwood Mac, June 29, 30. Pink Floyd, July 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th. Emerson Lake and Palmer, July 7, 8, 9. Bad Company, July 31st. Yes. August 5, 6, 7. Um, especially look at that run from, from Led Zeppelin on June 7 to Emerson Lake and Palmer on July 9. And it's um, at the minimum one a week. <laughs> you know, one band a week, not one concert. Um, what, a, what, a, what a lineup for a summer. Um, interestingly, Emerson Lake and Palmer had more shows than Fleetwood Mac in, at the time of dream at the time of rumors. Uh, the same amount as as uh, yes, um, I found that kind of an interesting tidbit. Uh, and finally, there's a picture in here. You know, there's every once in a while Jimmy Page does this stuff. He slips something in there. There's a picture of them clearly rehearsing for the concert for the for the tour. Um, you know, rehearsing January 77, it says. Peter Grant's lying on the drum, drum riser. It's the acoustic. They're doing the acoustic set. John Paul Jones has an acoustic guitar. Uh, Robert Plant's in a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Um, and um, John Bonham has the mallet. 
and uh, I'm going to show it to the, to the YouTube crowd. The mallet and the uh, the little hand drum, the tom-tom. You see that? Okay. But look at Jimmy Page. He's got a lap steel in front of him. He's playing a mandolin. He's got a lap steel in front of him. And he's singing. He's singing. Look again. On YouTube, you can kind of see it. He's singing. Um, now, Jones and Bonham, both have microphones in front of them, but actually Plant and Page look like the only ones who are singing. Um, I mean, at a guess, they were rehearsing Tangerine. At a guess. Because it's got the harmony vocals and, you know, acoustic guitar, mandolin, and lap steel. But uh, I just thought that was, oh, lap steel in front of me. You know, he didn't tour with that. They didn't. I've never heard them using the lap steel live. Never seen pictures of it before. So, uh, if you're on YouTube, I'm all over the map here because I'm using a uh, a webcam, a kind of an external webcam, to take the shot, trying something new. And if I if I go right on the picture, I go left. I go, and I thought it was centered in the frame, and I'm way off to the right. And every time I try to move one direction, I go the other direction. It's a bit weird for me. But uh, we're going to make that work anyway. Um, what am I doing? All right. So I, I, that's more or less it. And, and I'm just going to do a from the collection. My my collection is, I just showed you the, my from the collection piece, the presents box sets. Um, you know, the old unboxing here. So it's, yeah. It's presents. I gotta pull up the fifth uh, template. There's presents. You see, it's got the book. Has um, I keep there's the outside part. There's a thing goes around the outside, and I I cram them in, and they, they don't really fit properly. But it's got both albums. Um, and I got picture number. 26,620 of 30,000. Remember, they would do a limited number of those. And I know guys who rushed to get these box sets because they wanted to make sure they got the numbered and signed. But here we are five years later. And that may be why they're disappearing off the market because, you know, they're just now getting around to selling the last of them. So they're going, well, that didn't go so well. Maybe that's what's up with them, right? Um, there's the bonus LP. Plus, it comes with, of course, the... Two CDs. I'm showing those and the download code. Don't try to download it. I already got it. Okay, so that's it. That's this week's from the collection. Uh, I kept it simple. Um, this week's, this year's from the collection. I kept it simple, but that's going to be it. That's going to be it. So on the, uh, we're going to outro uh, with Achilles' Last Stand, the last of it. Uh, I'm not going to play it. It's a 10-minute long. We went a minute and a half to do it. I'll probably play a minute or two um, uh, to outro. It's from Mike Millard, Forum LA, June 21st, 1977. That's it for Ramble on Radio, episode 153. Listen, thank you, by the way. Um, I'm over 90,000 uh, listens to this podcast. Um. Um, yeah, nearing at a hundred thousand. I think a lot, you know. And 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 I'm looking at, you know, kind of I haven't been paying much attention, you know. And, and I just last week kind of went and paid attention. 
and um, I know, geez, I, you know, a couple hundred listens a week. I haven't done a podcast in eight months, and I'm still getting a couple hundred new, fresh listens a week. So that's really cool, and uh, I, I thank you for it. Uh, if you're newly discovered this podcast, um, let me know, actually. I'd love to know how many people, you know, because I still have a bunch that aren't actually uploaded. Uh, and I could make a point of be pushing those out. But I know people who, who've been listening from the beginning kind of go, oh, they, it, it's not as cool to get one that's six years old. Um, so, you know, it, it's a balance. It's a balancing act. But um, I thank you. I, a couple of people in the last little while, too, reached out to me. Um you know, specifically asking, is everything okay? You haven't done a podcast in a while. You, is it all good? Um, so I, you know, appreciate. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's it's nice that uh, people want to listen to it. It's nice that people are fussed about it and worried about um, how I'm doing. I'm doing fine, and there's nothing going on in my life that's the reason why. Um, there's a big weird spot in the middle of my nose if you're on YouTube. Um, there's there's nothing wrong. There's the reason I haven't been doing this. Literally has nothing to do with there's something wrong. Life's got bad. Uh, my ill health. Um, it, it's literally been um, time and energy and motivation. And I expected when I retired, I was going ah, I can do two a week, but it really hasn't happened that way because. In large part because I don't have the mental space to kind of um, think this stuff through anymore. You know, I, I'm busy with other things. And uh, I had a boring job before, so you kind of spend 40 hours a week thinking up crap to say. Um, so, but part of the new year, I'm going to try and uh, get her back going. Um, try some new, obviously try some new stuff with the... Uh, the video side of it again, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes in the next little while. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for, you know, almost a hundred thousand listens. Is wow! <laughs> I never would have never would have imagined that. Um, that's just a, a huge number in my mind. Um, and I know there's podcasts out there that do a hundred thousand listens a week, right? Uh, a day probably, but um, I never thought this would be one that got anywhere near that kind of number of people. Um, and so thank you, thank you all, everybody who's listened. Thank you, the people who've reached out in the last while. Thank you, um, just for just for paying attention. If you've put a review on uh, Google or um, Podbean or or iTunes, thank you. Um, and uh, let's hope that uh, 2021 is a hell of a sight better than 2020 was. And uh, we can enjoy it together. So thank you. Ramble on Radio, episode 153. Um, follow Ramble on Radio. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Um, and Ramble on Blog on Twitter. Uh, although I don't really, you know, I, I just don't use Twitter anymore. Um, but it, <laughs> Yeah, I just don't. You can subscribe to Ramblin' Radio through iTunes and Google Play. Uh, and don't forget to leave a review. It, it just helps other people find this podcast. 
You can listen on Stitcher Radio. You can download it from I Am Brian Damon on Podbean. Check out Ramble on Radio on YouTube. Thanks for listening to Ramble on Radio, episode number 153. Here is Achilles' Last Stand, The Forum, L.A., June 21st, 1977. This is Mike Millard. Recording.